This message is sponsored by Amazon. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel, but now there are vaccines. It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision about COVID-19 vaccines. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. The following podcast uses profanity in creative ways, and we bring up all the topics that you are warned against talking about in polite conversations. The contents herein are for entertainment purposes only. All stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them and do not necessarily reflect any business, nonprofit organization, state government, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Utah Outcasts. This is a semi-weekly progressive, political, and atheist-filled podcast based in the state where we've just started the beginning of Fireworks Season Part 2. <laughs> mm, fireworks Part 2. Yeah. We're, we're and, where the, <laughs> and where one of the most offensive sounds is this. Yeah, exactly. We're at, uh, we're at Pie and Beer Day as this episode is going to be released to you guys out there. This is going to be the 24th of... Uh, of July, and that's their Pioneer Day, but we call it Pioneer oh, Day because we're good heathens. I need, to, I need to plan on what fucking pie I'm making. I better find a pecan pie somewhere. I should make one. <laughs> pie Day. It's like Pie Day 2. Pie <laughs> Day 2. Yeah, because we all know Thanksgiving's Pie Day. That's... No, no, no. Pie Day is uh, oh, March 3.14. Yeah, yeah, March yeah, 14th. Yeah. There you go. March, March 14th is Pie Day. That, that... is that is pie all day. That's every... my tattoo day. If ever I get a tattoo, I try to get one done on that day. <laughs> because you're hurting, but at least you got pie. <laughs> All right. So anyway, like I was saying, we are in the middle of fireworks season. So that's right. We are in the middle of Utah, where we're going to be celebrating becoming a state. <laughs> after being forced to become a state. <laughs> they had to send the army out, people. <laughs> they sent the army to make us a state. Oh, it's <laughs> wonderful. So if you're a new listener and you have no idea of what you just downloaded, let me put your mind at ease. This is episode number 111, and I'm your host, X, and joining me this week, as you can hear him already, is Kyle Steenblick. hi uh, Yeah. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of stuff for you guys to consume this week. Before we do so, I'd like always like to give a quick little break in uh, the beginning here to hear from one of our podcasting buddies. So here we go. Looking for something new and exciting, or maybe just a change from the old Atheist Show format? Cellar Door Skeptics Podcast provides listeners with hours of enjoyment each week on Spreaker and iTunes. Check us out as we talk politics, religion, science, reviews of books and music, along with the occasional interview just for a twist. Join Christopher Tanner and Chris Hanna every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern as they bring fresh content to you. Walk with us through the cellar door as we help you prepare for the revolution. You can find us on Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and even on Facebook. Josh Duggar, you thought you were oh, done with fuck. him. <laughs> no, oh fuck! He was okay. uh, he was accused of sexually abusing children and was sued mm-hmm. by a sex worker for assault and battery. You know because he was a bit mm-hmm. way too rough. Uh, mm-hmm. And on top of that, he used websites to cheat on his wife. You know the Ashley Madison thing. 
Uh-huh. Now he's back in the spotlight after claiming that external forces made him commit these acts of abuse. Oh, for fuck's sake, Josh! Just say I, 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 I just say I, I like, I <laughs> like to fuck. No, he's not going to do that. That that it just he's uh he's not even going to apologize for the child abuse no, that he caused. No, he, he won't. That one of his friends, a source, told In Touch magazine that Josh will cover everything and he will maintain the family line that God has saved his soul and guided him back to the right path. But one thing you probably won't hear is that he's actually sorry, as he believes that external forces were to blame for his behavior. So if you're wondering what that coded language means right there, people, that means that he thinks Satan made him do it, or some demon, yeah. or you know, something something outside of you know the internal dialogue of his own self, his own self going, I want to touch my sister. Or like... Yeah. Yeah, the, I'm so sexually the, repressed. The, I the need devil to... made me do it. <laughs> the devil made me do it. I didn't want to touch her, but the devil made me do it. You sound like that Zelda lady from uh, the Poltergeist movies. Don't go to the back, <laughs> Caroline. <laughs> anyway, it's not very surprising, but it's still very depressing that you can sexually abuse people, but claim that the devil made you do it, and a certain subset of the Christian right will just lap it up. Yeah, they just let it go. Oh, it was the devil. Yep. Okay, he's fine. He's good. Let him go. You can commit all sorts of terrible acts and justify them through supernatural forces. That's that's the Christian right for you right there. So <laughs> what is wrong with these people? I, I don't get it. Well, and the thing is, is I bet he would be a lot less of a deviant. And I'm not saying deviant, you know, as in like there's something wrong with yeah. people that are deviating from the normal. But he'd be a lot less of a rapey asshole of that likes to beat up hookers. Or sorry, sex workers. That's what I'm going to start calling because hookers just kind of gross. But anyway, right? No, yeah, because she wasn't a hooker. She was yeah. like a porn star. She was. She was a lady well, making money. <laughs> but anyway, I, I guess technically, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to fucking qualify those things. If he, uh, if he wasn't brought up in a strict as fuck religious household, he probably might be a little bit more all right with that shit. You know, he might find the community that he needs to express these things. He might be able to talk to the people on the internet that can help him find out this shit. But no, they're very much an anti-information family and anti-information yeah. religion, and it's Christianity. So I it's just look <laughs> jerk off. Just jerk off. Just tell your kids it's okay to jerk off. That's that's where it starts. Yeah, don't Remember? shame them for that stuff. <laughs> you say, look, you're gonna wanna jerk yourself off. Go ahead. Just if you need visual aids to do it, here's the internet. <laughs> uh, Although, you know, given his age, he that that probably wasn't a thing, but here's a mag here's the Victoria's Secret catalog. Fredericks of Hollywood. That'll, yeah. Sears catalog. Look. <laughs> yeah, look. When you're when you're a young teenager, it, <laughs> you're not picky. No, sometimes just a hand mirror could do it. <laughs> look at that butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a butt. It's, it's a butt. butt. It's I'm my just, butt, but I'm still jerking it. But but, but doesn't but, matter. But. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter. You just see a swatch of skin, and that's that's enough. 
You just see a lady's elbows on that. <laughs> oh, fucking ankles. Fucking ankles. Uh-huh. I can see her armpits. <laughs> her boobs are right next to that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Guys. Uh, I'm not going to fault anybody that never had to grow up being an adolescent boy, but growing up an adolescent boy was a very interesting experience, let me tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just the 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 inventive the inventiveness is huh. is incredible. That's about the same diameter as my penis. I wonder if I could fit that in there. <laughs> Let's play a game. Can I stick my dick in that? Can I put my willy in there? <laughs> <laughs> that that bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah, now I was gonna say ninety percent of the time, no, mm-hmm. you cannot. Ninety <laughs> percent of the time, no. No. The good news is you, you just have to wait a few minutes and then you can get it out <laughs> if it gets as, stuck. As long as you're calm. <laughs> just calm down. Just calm down. Don't put soap it on have... it. It'll make oh no, no, so bad. Soap. <laughs> soap bad. Conditioner good. <laughs> oh, that's a life lesson. <laughs> just I want for, for any parent out there, if you when you wind up with a teenage with a teenage boy, have a big tub of conditioner. Don't don't question why you go through conditioner so fast. <laughs> Just don't. Magic. Too bad Josh never learned these lessons. <laughs> might have turned out all right. He but might no. have. Nope, nope. Satan made him he, do it. He might have. He might have <laughs> turned out okay. Or he might not have a trail of victims. Yeah, at least that. You know, maybe he wouldn't fuck with his sisters or touch them inappropriately. Maybe he would have. I don't know. Maybe that's the way his, his brain works. But at the same maybe, time. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't personally, I don't care whether or not he turned out okay, yeah. but yeah, look, if it, if it helps, if it, if it prevents someone freak victimizing somebody else. Yeah. If it stops the cycle of abuse, I'm all for it. Right. Tell them it's okay to jerk it. Hmm, Cause that makes me wonder what have they seen from their parents or other people in their community to make them think this is an okay thing. Hmm. That's okay. Women aren't people. That's no. really kind of what it is. No. Women are in people. That's the hell that's, you say. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're human. <laughs> they are real human people, and they have feelings. They're not. Just it's objects. a radical idea. And they own the gateway to the boobs. So, yeah. Look, they own the boobs. <laughs> I mean, I have a set myself. They're pretty nice, but nobody wants it doesn't, those. It, yeah, it does mean. It does, mean, it does nothing. Nope. I grope and bundle, and it does they, nothing for me. They, they might as well be just hairy cantaloupes stapled to my chest. That's about all they are. <laughs> uh, cantaloupes? Man, you're firm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What would, what like would you consider? <laughs> it's like pantyhose full of jello over here. <laughs> the tube after sock you've, after filled you with drag warm it, silly putty. You drag it around on the floor and get it covered with dog hair. That's yeah, that's uh, what it's like. <laughs> or you get carpet burned. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Josh. Come play with these tig old biddies. Jesus came to earth in a bowl of fire. Jesus, he killed all the dinosaurs. Jesus, up a Jesus, karate kicked that motherfucker. Jesus, shooting fireballs and lightning bolts. Jesus, making all for Republicans. Bringing this one up only because the atheist community demands that we talk about this kind of story. 
Uh, Richard Dawkins has a new collection of essays coming out next month called Science in the Soul, which Good. makes me wonder why Richard Dawkins is writing a book. Science in, I don't know. Maybe he'll make it worthwhile. And it's probably going to be a decent book. I bet you it will be. The thing is, is that when he goes off topic about what he's good at, which is, you know, atheism and, you know, biology. Not not even necessarily atheism, but just biology. Yeah. He's, he, he's an evolutionary biologist. Yeah. But if he's not talking about evolution or biology. He's just as good as assume, us talking. <laughs> yeah. Assume he is probably not exactly an expert. He's good. He's got a lot of knowledge behind him, mm-hmm. but that's it. So anyway, he's making a stop in Berkeley, California, not the college. Berkeley, the town, Berkeley, California. Okay. And he's supposed to be making a stop on August 9th, and it was sponsored by a progressive radio station in the area called KPFA in a city okay. known for being the hotbed of liberal activism, which, yes, that's why we made the distinction there of Berkeley, the college and Berkeley, the town. So, mm-hmm. the event that he was going to be going to, they've canceled that talk. KPFA has put out a notice that says, we regret to inform you that is, uh, KPFA, KPFA has canceled our event with Richard Dawkins. We had booked this event based entirely on his excellent new book on science, which we, when we didn't know he had offended and hurt in his tweets and other comments on Islam, so many people. And this is the part where we get into issues with a lot of people in our skeptical freethinker community god damn it i'm so tired of defending i'm not defending these people they're terrible kpfa does not endorse hurtful speech while kpfa emphatically supports serious free speech we do not support abusive speech we apologize for not having a broader knowledge of dawkins views much earlier we also apologize to all these inconvenienced by this cancellation your ticket purchase will be refunded okay okay (laughs) so everybody is making a big deal out of this saying like oh islamic people's feelings were hurt he says stuff about mormons and christians all the time why aren't they canceling his events why is it okay for him to be canceled on because of islamic stuff and that's because dawkins has put his foot in his mouth about the islamic community and other things often When true. He, do you yes, remember recently when he was talking about how hate not not essentially hazing, but uh, what was it? Uh, child sexual abuse happened in boarding mm-hmm. school quite often, and everybody he's like, yeah. "Oh, just shrug it off." And he's like, "Um, no, <laughs> that's not the answer <laughs> to that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one's that's a little hard to. Uh, now, God, that was that was yeah, that was rough. So the thing is, is that they don't, they didn't come out with any specific things that were said mm-hmm. uh, that rescinded this whole thing. I mean, the, the whole hateful speech towards, towards Islamic people, that, that's fine. You, this is something that they set up, the, this KPFA set up the right. cement, they invited the guy, and then they, they looked into it a little bit more and they disinvited the guy. Right. Which is their prerogative. This is yes. not a free speech issue. <laughs> no, it's not because it has fuck all to do with college campuses and federal funding and all this other stuff. It is a radio station that just went, yeah, let's have Richard Dawkins. Well, let's not have Richard Dawkins. And that's really where right. it should be ending for a lot of people. But no, no, nope. mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's denying somebody a platform for any reason 
is not the same as denying their ability to speak. He wrote a book. He's got a Twitter. You're not removing his ability to speak. Yep. And he says here that um, uh, Richard Dawkins, the CFI has issued a statement calling the deplatforming baseless and unconscionable, which whatever. Uh, yeah. And Richard Dawkins says that the idea that I've engaged in abusive speech against Islam is preposterous, which even the most rudimentary fact checking by KPFA would have made clear. And if that's the case that they did wrong, okay, fine. They're kicking you out for uh, baseless reasons. But the thing is, they're the ones that get to choose whether you get their platform or not. Right. It's their platform. I have That's indeed it. I have indeed strongly condemned the misogyny, homophobia, and violence of Islamism, which of which Muslims, particularly Muslim women, are the prime victims. I make no apologies for denouncing these oppressive cruelties, and I will continue to do so. Right. But nobody it's <laughs> it's not necessarily what you say, it's how you say it. How you how you say something, how you phrase something often carries more weight than what you say. Yeah. When Unfortunately, but that's that's the way it is. That's the way the world works. But the problem is that there's already people running with this trying to mm -hmm. say that it's the Berkeley the college once again deplatforming mm -hmm. people because liberalism is so regressive they're defending Islam and it's like like no, they're just trying no, to say that's that it's not No. And we could get into discussions about regressive left, but I just wanted to bring it up to say, quit getting your panties in a fucking bunch, people. It has nothing to do with the whole free speech warriors that everybody's is the, the people that are trying to worry about whether everybody gets to say something or not. Right. Not everybody gets a platform. Yeah. If you, de if you so desperately want a platform, create your own. That's, that's the way it works. What we did. <laughs> That's what we did. And if you're wondering That's... about what the CFI has to do with Richard Dawkins, they they merged uh, a couple like right. a year or so the, ago. The, CFI the Dawkins and, Foundation and yeah. uh, the Center for Inquiry. Yes, they they merged. So, yeah. so don't think it's like some independent thing backing him up no. here. This is somebody that has it's... a vested interest in making sure Richard Dawkins gets paid. So. Right. And, and that's and it would have been it would have been a it would have been a paid um it would have been a paid speech yep he would have gotten paid to do it so it was you know yeah it kind of sucks that they decided not to pay him but we don't know all the details of that or that contract and that and agreement but i was gonna say most contracts like that when you have a speaker coming in and clearing their schedule for that time you have to have some mm -hmm. sort of retainer for them to even right. have that day marked down so mm -hmm. so don't feel bad for richard he'll be all right people yeah no <laughs> no he's fine he's, just he's not, absolutely fine he's just not coming to berkeley on august 9th that's all you have to <laughs> worry about <laughs> Just buy his book. I'm sure he'll appreciate that more because that's what he's coming to do anyway. Right. Don't worry. And I'm sure somebody else will pick him up. Did you know that if you're not a Patreon patron, you're not getting the entire show each week? It's true. We record a whole hell of a lot of extra stuff each week that if you're not beyond the veil, you're missing out. Starting at the $1 and $2 levels, you can immediately gain access to the secret patron shows that some folks need to wait a full half year before hearing. From there, we hit the $3 level where you get additional episodes that we record about once a month uh, where we zero in on an adversary to the show. But for the best value, we suggest the $5 a month level 
where you get the full uncut episodes that come packed with about an extra hour worth of the Utah Outcast crew laughing at jokes to the rest of the world that most people won't hear, or talk about things that only the patrons will get to chime in on. That means that for each month, you get about four additional episodes worth of content for you to enjoy along with the other rewards. The biggest benefit, I think, would be that you get both episodes that we record in one lump sum instead of having to wait for them to drop on Monday and on Wednesday. Look at it as an investment on your entertainment each month. We're much more than the cheap little pizza you might miss out on if you decided to become a patron. So what are you waiting for? Donate today. Check out patreon.com slash Outcasts for more information. This one's a bit of a counterproductive fun with real audio because usually when we uh, when we have people on this this segment of the show, they say some horrible stuff. But in this case, we actually have something turn out to be somewhat of a positive. Sam Rohrer, I have no idea who he really is, what he does, but he's speaking like uh, in a role full like as a voice of reason for pastors out there in the world and. You'll hear it right, real quick right here. The, the guy's going to ask him a question about the Johnson Amendment, and he's going to surprise you. So hang on. The original Johnson Amendment prohibited a pastor from endorsing or telling people how to vote for a candidate. That was stretched out to a whole new level of the fear of separation of church and state, what put a political sting over the entire church world, and they didn't do anything political. That's not Sam Rohrer talking. That's somebody asking him a question. So just just wait. Hang on. Uh-huh. Um, and now we realize that, uh, hey, we can do petition drives in our church. We can talk about issues. We can talk about anything that's political. We just cannot endorse or suggest recommending uh, a vote for a candidate. So if the Johnson Amendment is repealed, uh, that could give uh, pastors that option. Do you think they'll take advantage of it? Uh Sadly to say, no, I don't think so, Perry, Mm. because at the end of the day, I do not believe that that was the real reason or has been the reason for silent pulpits in America. Okay, so Sam Rohrer is the American Pastors Network president. Uh Uh-huh. And he's actually making sense. This is like the first positive audio we've ever had. (laughs) Let's let him hear. Let's let him speak some more. It is not the real reason, Mm -hmm. because in reality, any pastor who knew what the provisions were knew that they, as a pastor, never lost their First Amendment right. Any pastor always, even according to the Johnson Amendment, can stand up and say, I am personally supporting candidate X. What the only provision was that the organization as a church, could not say, we as a church endorse such and such a candidate or use the church facilities or the church copiers or the church meetings room for a particular candidate. That's mm-hmm. all it was. So in reality, that's amazing that he just completely just decimated the rights, the, yeah. the religious rights way of thinking that Johnson Amendment's keeping people from actually saying what they want to say is like no you could say whatever the fuck you want to say as long as you're saying yeah. it as an individual not a member of a not a leader of a church we're not saying the church says you must vote for this person right <laughs> the problem the problem being is a lot of these people don't know how to separate the the person from the position yeah that's- and you know that's that's not just the people 
reading or hearing the message, but the people delivering the message too. The pope, the, the pastor himself, was never muzzled mm-hmm. on his ability to say mm-hmm. what he wanted to say. So I don't think that I don't I don't think it actually will. I think there's more deeper reason for a silent pulpit, Perry. <laughs> so there you have yeah. it. You have a religious right yeah. person saying mm, we've always had the ability to say who we wanted to vote for. We just said that you guys can't use the rooms to help campaign you can't use the church to be a a money gathering method for those candidates you can't use a non-profit organization to and to endorse a political person right it's not that fucking hard to figure out but apparently no, these it's, people it's need not. to be reminded of this quite often but i'm, I'm glad that mm. somebody on their side actually understands the rules and stuff i can just only <laughs> imagine the yeah. The amount of shit that he probably caught for saying this after they went off the air. Don't tell everybody that. We're not supposed don't, to say don't, that. Don't, no, don't say that. Tr- not the truth. Nobody wants to hear the truth. <laughs> he made sense. God damn it. It's refreshing, give him, everyone. Give him, yeah, give him, give him one. Yeah. He gets a, he gets a free hit. Every, every once in a while, it's nice and refreshing that we have somebody that's not a complete let him, bigot. <laughs> let him take, just let him take the base, guys. <laughs> but no, they're going to they're gonna eat their own. Please hold me and keep me. I promise I'll never do bad. I thank you for all the gifts that I ever had. Please take care of me and don't leave me in the lurch. If you do, I promise I'll always go to church. That's a prayer by Dennis Dooley. Ruthie Robertson, an adjunct professor of political science at one of BYU-Idaho's schools. Um, She was one of the youngest professors. I think she's like 22 or 23 or something like that. Like super young. Mm -hmm. And BYU-Idaho's in Rexburg, Idaho. Mm -hmm. Uh, She has taught her final class because she declined to retract a private Facebook statement which she made mm-hmm. on her mm-hmm. Facebook wall. And what what would she have done that was so terrible that she deserved to get fired for it? Oh, how about supporting the LGBT community? Yeah. She supported she supported the LGBTQ uh community and disagreed with her church. And the- that's that's really it. And it was set to private. I mean, they can't say private. Right. It was, it, it's friends only is what it would be on Facebook, what it would show up as. Right. But, but essentially it was, this it's was not a, to anybody, but her, right. Friends. This was, it was not a public statement. She was not standing on a podium. She was not sending this out to the world. This was a message. This was something she posted to her friends. And so, somebody, Fucking friends. God damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so she wrote about the LDS church fighting for California Property 8, an amendment to Mm -hmm. the state's constitution, blah, blah, blah. Um, She a member. She's a member of the LDS church. She has said she has many gay friends and wrote the post to let them know she supported and loved them. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) And she said that she could not remove or rescind the post. She's like, I can't take it back, is what she said. Robertson said yeah. she, she felt secure in making her post on Facebook because it was private. No students follow her online, and her beliefs have never mm-hmm. been taught in a classroom. She kept it separate. Yeah. 
uh let's see in 2015 elder d todd christopherson which i fucking hate it when they use those apostolic names and they <sighs> the first initial middle name bullshit you're not uh, i hate fucking mormon names so much a uh, member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, one of the church's highest offices, told KUTV that Mormons would not have their membership endangered by posting support of same-sex marriage on social media. You shall not question us. So she's not, not question us. She's not being kicked out of their church. She's just being kicked out of her job. <laughs> yeah. No, but she her livelihood was just ruined. They, just, yeah. they fucking fired her. God. That was her job. And so uh, she made the post, and I'm not going to read it out to you guys. You can go find it out there. She no, believes it was, uh, a, it was a lengthy post, and it was, good, it was a good one, too. And she, uh, was, she believes that a former roommate who called her out for previous posts on feminism was likely the one that brought the LGBT post to the BYUI's attention, which makes me go, prune your friend list. Mm-hmm. Prune it. Prune, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's iffy, if it's dicey for anybody, you don't have to keep all your family members as friends on there, you know? They don't always have to be in uh, connected to your life. You can connect when you want to connect with them. Right. Although, on the other hand, fuck, keep the people who disagree with you. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, don't create an echo chamber but... for yourself. But the thing is, like, I don't know. Because this lady would still have her job if it wasn't for snitchy McSnitcher pants there. Right, or maybe she's gonna have a better job now. I don't know. Maybe somebody. Will no, pick her no. Up. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there. I'm sure there's going to be better opportunities that come up for her. Yeah. And I'm sure this is going to wind up. Be, the windfall is going to come down in her favor. And she it says, really "Is but." She said in this interview, she said, "This is my official announcement and declaration that I believe that heterosexuality and homosexuality are both natural or natural, and neither is sinful." I will never support the phrase love the sinner but hate the sin because that sin is part of who that person is, she wrote. And so the the post that she made delves into the church's 2015 stance stating that children of gay couples should not be baptized until the age of 18, only after they, what's the fucking word they say? You have to rebuke your parents or something like that? Yeah, yeah, after they, after they (laughs) disavow their their, their fucking parents, god Oh, don't bring this up again, because it fucking makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, this this church that supposedly loves everybody and wants families to be forever is saying, say no to your family. Leave your family behind. Join us. Join us. <laughs> they they want fucking... They That's want what kids. what a cult does. <laughs> they want kids to distance themselves and to say that their parents are wrong. I choose my church over my parents. <laughs> and it's not... No, I'm not, I'm not going to nope, say it's not going it. to happen, but I'm, I'd be willing to bet that it's going to be rare. And the people who are going to do it, the, the kids who wind up actually doing it, are going to be shitty people. Exactly. All right, so she wrote in her piece that um, that such archaic teachings would should be left in the past, like others that include wearing cloth made, being made from only one fiber. Uh, but those biblical laws seem now seem to be outdated in her mind, including keeping menstruating women at home because they are unclean. Mm-hmm. She says she uh, ended her LGBT LGBT Pride Month post by saying, "I will always and forever stand up for the equality of the LGBT community. Sexuality and gender are not binary; they are on a spectrum, and that's how we were made. Stand up for humanity. Love people of who they, because of who they are, not despite who they are." 
And so it's just amazing that she brought this up. And she was never promised that she could keep her job if she retracted her post, but she said it was implied. So she made an immediate attempt by writing the follow this uh, paragraph or so here saying pretty much saying what we do in our disclaimer before we do the show each week where we're like, this has nothing to do with my job. (laughs) Yeah. I don't take my kids, my children in my class don't have to hear this stuff. If they come to me with questions, I tell them to question themselves, not, you know, not have me tell them as an authority mm. because, you know, women doubt can't have your authority. Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Doubt your doubts. And Robertson has made it clear that she is still a member of the LDS church and has no plans on leaving. I'm mm. sorry. Give it, just give it time. That, give it time. It's there. <laughs> the shelf is cracking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't worry. And It'll we, happen. we don't care what BYU Idaho has to say because they're just they fired somebody for for you know saying stuff that's not controversial. <laughs> it's it's BYU Idaho. It's like the it's like the second tier of a third tier school. Ugh. <laughs> BYU is a shitty school to begin with, really. Yeah, I no, that's okay. I'm not, I don't ever. I, I, there's people that like to go to BYU, people that have wanted to go to BYU their whole life, but at the same time, I'm like, no, go somewhere it's else. It's not a <laughs> school. It's not a great school. It's very oppressive with what they make you fucking yes. live with. <laughs> it is. They they kick they kick people out. They kick a lot of people out on a yearly basis. They kick you out if you come out as atheist. They kick you out if you come out as trans or gay. Yeah, we're talking like if you're if you come out your senior year with this kind of stuff and they find out about it, you lose all your credits, all of them. Yeah, all of them. So don't go to a private religious institution. <laughs> They've there have been instances of them taking away somebody's degree. It's bullshit. They shouldn't be able to touch that kind it's, of stuff. If they want to keep their accreditation, they should not be able to do that kind of stuff. Well, but, I don't even know if they have a full accreditation. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, don't go to BYU, people. It's if, not if you a have good a choice, school. don't go there. No, it's not a good school. It's a cheap school. Yeah. If you're willing, if you <laughs> if you're willing to put up with their bullshit, it is a fucking cheap school. That's what it is. Especially up in Idaho. <laughs> Yeah. Hi, I'm Dr. Steve Brule. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to talk about something pretty fun, kind of boring. Church. It's not just a dusty old building, it's a house of guard. Is your God a nice God? Is he better than some other guy's God? Genghis? Mohammed? I go to the Church of Santa Claus, but who cares? Let's check it out. We don't care where you catch the show, whether it be iTunes, Overcast, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, or hell, even YouTube. If you enjoy the show, even the slightest amount, all we ask is that you guys give us a subscribe, like, or share us with your friends. Without word of mouth, we'd have never become the show that we are today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is week 26, starting now. (laughs) Uh, Of the Trump roundup. Sorry, I didn't say what it was about. Let's see what our illustrious leader's been up to this week, and we're going to keep this one somewhat less lengthy than we do, because I I don't want to rehash everything that everybody's already heard, because we're going to jump over the Don Jr. stuff, because 
We've already we've already gone over that. But the funny thing is, is that uh, Donald Trump Jr. and Manafort were supposed to be showing up to the Senate to speak this week. And uh, they managed to strike a deal with the Senate to have their talks off the air with the Senate. (laughs) (laughs) What could they possibly be hiding that they don't want to say on national television? Hmm. I wonder. Uh, Let's see. Donald Trump attacked the press because they were covering Don Jr. and not Hillary Clinton's emails. Who? who But her emails. Who won the presidential race? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Who's currently president? Uh, That's right. Donald Trump is. Yeah. No, don't forget. They covered her emails. They covered many times. They covered them extensively. And it was a nothing burger. No, we're not going to use that term on this podcast <laughs> uh, let's see trump's approval rating has dropped down to the lowest in 70 years with a whopping 36 percent approval ah oh, shit he can't get anything nobody done. likes to nobody likes him his absolute base that 36 percent, the absolute yeah. base so that's not going to change mm-hmm. <laughs> no no that's just that's i i think the floor right there uh, let's see. He had a uh, he called for Obamacare to be repealed without a replacement because <laughs> he's he just could, desperate to do something. He couldn't get the latest health care plan, and it's not AHCA anymore. They called it something else, like uh, oh, they something Choice changing. Act or something. I don't know what the fuck. They yeah, they, they keep changing the name. But even his, re- even the repeal, even that, just okay. Let's repeal. Let's just repeal it and figure something out later. Even that didn't go anywhere. Well, and did you see the the pep talk that he was trying to give people, like even when it didn't <laughs> when it didn't go through? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> he kicked off the meeting by telling the assembled senators and reporters that his goal was still to replace, repeal, and replace Obamacare, which he called a quote a big lie. We can repeal, <laughs> but we can repeal, but we should repeal. And replace, and we shouldn't leave town until this is complete. And this bill is on my desk, and we could sign it and celebrate for the American people. Is what he said right. during the lunch. Right, <laughs> but then he lost. He lost all credibility, all credibility when he talked to what was it in the New York Times? Oh man, yeah, he <laughs> talked about the New York Times, and he talked about someone's health insurance costing. Twelve dollars a year. Yeah, he's like when you get to be when you start paying for your health insurance and it's a dollar a month until they're about seventy years old, then you get a good plan. It's like you have no idea how this works, do you? <laughs> that is, you're so disconnected. Okay, what else did he talk about? Oh shit! How about his Made in America week that he brought up? <laughs> he created this theme week. That he's planning on doing, that he's been doing as we're recording this this week. Not to remember that, you know, he and his daughter oversee businesses that manufacture goods overseas. Not just any goods, but Slave all, labor. Of their brand, <laughs> all of their branded goods. All of their Trump branded goods. <laughs> None of them are domestically made. Nope. And the the thing to tie this one off here is that it came out uh, from a report that the people from Mar-a-Lago have been asking for Donald Trump to sign a waiver to allow, I think, like 70 
foreign workers to come work at Mar-a-Lago <laughs> because he has to bring in foreign workers because nobody wants to do that work. <laughs> <laughs> because he won't pay people. No, because exactly. he will not. He doesn't pay people. Nope. <laughs> that's that's what he does. And sadly, I I watched Scott Adams this week. The you know the creator of Dilbert cartoons. Yeah. Who yeah, if you yeah. if you didn't know he's already he's very much a conservative asshole. He's he's like one he's he's like tilting the spectrum all the way until it like turns ninety degrees. He's like running at the end of that wall. Uh, he was talking about how you know that's just good business practice to not pay your subcontractors. It's like, what fuck are you talking about? <laughs> okay. No, we're not. The, we're not going to get into there. We're not going to no, go into no, that. No, so. Yeah, we're not. We're not going to get into that. Because... So, okay. He said that he wouldn't have hired Attorney General Jeff Sessions if he had known that Sessions would recuse himself in the Russia investigation. Let me repeat to you guys what that just said. Said right there, he wouldn't have hired Jeff Sessions if he'd have known that Jeff Sessions would recuse himself in the Russia investigation. He would have had to have had foreknowledge of the the him being caught in this Russian investigation stuff in order for him to say, I need somebody that's not going to recuse themselves. Right. So if you just look at that, the basic sentence there says, Yeah, I'm guilty as fuck. <laughs> right. He knew it was going that's they're saying he he knew it was going to come up. <laughs> He knew it was going to be an issue. Let's see. He said it would be wrong for special counsel Robert Mueller to investigate his businesses as part of a part of the Russia probe, even though he reportedly is. So he's, <laughs> that's like that's like when that's like when the police come into your house with a warrant and you stand in front of a closet door going, oh, d -d don't look in here. Don't look. Whatever you do, you guys have no right to look in here. Nothing but porn in there. Nothing but porn. Nothing. There's nothing There's in here. There's no dead body in there no, at all. No, nothing in here. That's not where I keep my drugs. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake. Look, this, this Mueller has no... He doesn't have boundary. No, if anybody remember, remembers Ken Starr when he was looking into the Clintons in the right. 90s, he started That's... with Whitewater. Right. That's what that's what this that's what these investigators that's what these these councils special counsel that's what they do. <laughs> it's amazing. They you better, look at everything. You better not look into my personal businesses because that's a red line. Eh, I think I'm gonna look into your your personal businesses. <laughs> what you mean this personal business here? No, don't worry. We've already looked at it. And there are people we saying that everything there are people saying that they do have that Mueller must have his tax returns otherwise oh I'm sure that's one of the first things Mueller <laughs> first things that Mueller got well I think don't didn't we don't you have to turn in tax forms in order to get like security clearances I think you have to do that if I remember correctly well, yeah 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 but does does the president actually have to complete the security forms? I don't. I honestly don't know. That's an interesting question. I, I, I'm not sure either. I know everybody who works for the president does, 
but I don't know if the president actually has to do oh, that. But they, they don't have to be accurate, though, because look what happened with Jared Kushner, who oh, <laughs> he filled up this form, go, left it blank, go fix. Le- left it blank on, you know, foreign contacts. And then, and then when it filled in a hundred of them, a hundred, that's not, that's not, oh, I forgot this one or two things. And he still left off the meeting with the fucking lawyer, yep. the, the Russian lawyers and shit. Like, wait, that's a foreign contact that you had meetings with. Why, why didn't you that put them was, on there too? Whoops. <laughs> and at, the, at the time he revised, that was already, that was, that was already known. It was already out there. Okay, the the president has been looking into his his powers of pardon as president, and we have it on good. Yeah, uh, we have it on good authority from Andrew Torres, uh, who we're going to have on the episode next next week, uh, that he can even pardon himself because the Constitution doesn't leave that out. Yeah, the con- the the Constitution doesn't specifically say you can't pardon yourself. Yeah, the I don't think the founding fathers would have thought that we would have a traitorous. The fathers, <laughs> never, thought, never thought that there would be a situation where a president <laughs> would even think to do with that. That's Man. just implied. <laughs> you don't like on Facebook. You don't like your own post. Yeah, you don't like your own. You don't like it yourself. Sure. <laughs> You can, That's but you don't like your own. <laughs> you don't like your own status. You it's don't... A faux pas. Yeah. Ah. Let's see. Oh. He has a. Uh, he has accused former FBI director James Comey of trying to blackmail him again with the Steele dossier. <laughs> Does anybody even like pay attention at all when Trump's talking? Trump. Anything. Trump. If if he can blackmail you with the Steele dossier. That means I mean, that there's stuff in there that's true. <laughs> it's just okay. He uh, he wished Senator John McCain well wishes as he battles an aggressive yeah. form of brain he cancer. Get well, he said, "Get well soon." <laughs> get well. Thoughts and prayers. Ooh, that's that's all it turned out to be. He he has uncurable terminal brain cancer. I wish somebody that, the best, you know, like the best health coverage he can get, the best surgeries, the right. best everything else. I'm not going to say get well soon because there's there's no getting well there, from this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get. You can live. You could live. You can live a while with this if you've got good treatment. If the odds are in your favor, you can live a few years. The average survival rate at an age group of like 50 to 60 is 4%. And he's like late 70s, I think, if not more. Oh, he's in his 80s. Yeah, he's in his, he 80s. Okay. in his 80s. So it's not looking good for him. I mean, he could still live, oh. but it's not looking good. <laughs> Look, at this at this point... It's comfort. Every, every day he gets at this point is borrowed time. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And he's reportedly... But this is John McCain. This is this is a he was he was a POW. So I'm pretty sure he's pretty comfortable with living on borrowed time. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> let's see. What else has he been up to? Oh, we found out this week that he may have had more than three meetings with Vladimir Putin, including one that was an off the record for an hour. It was four. With an hour of... They're saying four meetings now. Oh, God. And there was a meeting with Putin and an interpreter and nobody from America on his side talking. So let's not forget that, that he got Vladimir Putin's attention at the dinner table at G20, not, not, him a blowjob. not having any chill at all. He was like, <laughs> it was so bad. Like oh, God. four seats away, waving at him, waving like, and he's like, Hey, Hey, I'll blow you if you give me money. <laughs> <laughs> Or it, I don't even think he was like saying it's like you. I think he was. I think he was personally. I think he was, yeah. it's even worse than that. I think he was offering Melania. Do you want her <laughs> to suck you <laughs> off? And Melania's like, she'll do it. How much? She'll do it. <laughs> That's not to say she has no scruples, but look who she married. <laughs> I mean, look. She knows how her her bread gets buttered. She knows. She like, knows. just look. She wants a real dick. That's really <laughs> what it is. Well, Vladimir Putin pr- apparently has like eight. It's like a set of udders hanging off the front. Of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else did he do? Uh, Russian ambas- ambassador Kislyak. Well, this came out as we're recording tonight. Uh, there's been intelligence captured <laughs> that Kislyak was saying amongst Russians that he did talk with Jeff Sessions about the Trump campaign. More than once. And I I kind of I kind of love Kislyak because he has no chill. Yeah, he has nothing he to lose either. Gives, he gives no fucks. He had a voicemail set up. He had a voice <laughs> like an uh, on his on his official office phone. He had a voicemail set message set up that asked if you want us to interfere with your election, press three. <laughs> That's funny as hell. <laughs> it's this sad, guy, but it's funny. This guy, this guy is kind of awesome because he gives no fucks. He knows that he's a spy. He knows that he's he fucking around. Doesn't care. <laughs> and the the last little bit that I have here is that spicy is out. Spicy has left the building. Spicy <laughs> is a free elf. Spicy has. Spicy has said, fuck this. Trump gave him a dirty sock and he's free now. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy is free. Spicy is free elf. Spicy no longer has to do as master says. Spicy is a free elf. (laughs) Oh, God. He's going to. I don't know what he's. He's going to have to do so much coke (laughs) to just feel something again. I want. Because of what? I wish I I wish I knew anybody that had connections to Lauren Michaels because I want to be like you need to pay him however much it would cost for him to come on Saturday Night Live and play his character. <laughs> oh, oh my god! That'd you be know, so funny. And I, I w- <laughs> it wouldn't even surprise me if he was just willing to do it for fucking free. Yeah, he probably because would. I I'd be willing to bet that he hated. Every single second <laughs> he had to work that he worked for that guy. We're talking I, we're talking the guy that had no qualms about playing the Easter Bunny for other presidents. Right. Finally having enough when he <laughs> hires a director for the like White House communications staff 
where he's like, no, 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 don't hire this guy. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember his name. It's Scar- Scarmander. No, it's not New Scamander. <laughs> not Charmander. It's not. It's something. It's some ridiculous Queenie sounding name. Not. I don't know, but it's a guy. Scaramouche or something like that. <laughs> in his first press conference. In his first press conference as <laughs> the official communications director, he blew a kiss to the press. Holy shit. What country do we live in anymore? <laughs> I don't know. This is not normal. So if if you're one of us and you've survived yet another week, I suggest that you raise your glass and drink deeply because this is Drink has been... deeply and pour one out for spicy. <laughs> because <'Cause laughs> this is week 26 it. and the wheels are coming off. <laughs> There's <laughs> I don't know. I, is this bus even running on wheels anymore? This is how this many is the, wheels uh, does this bus have? This is the part when OJ was being chased, just started being chased by the cops in the white Bronco. <laughs> this is where we're at right now. He's Why? just now being slowly chased at slow speeds. <laughs> and if you kids, if you don't know what we're talking about there, go fucking learn something because <laughs> do a Google search on white Bronco OJ. And you'll you'll get the joke. Anyway, week twenty six, and we survived. Hooray! But only by barely. <laughs> Want to get in touch with the Outcasts? It's easy. We're available on most social media platforms as Utah Outcasts. We're on YouTube, Reddit, Patreon, Stitcher, Spreaker. Well, shit, you name it. Uh, you can email us via mailbag at utahoutcast.com. You can always leave us a voicemail or text by using three four seven six six nine three three seven seven. Or for those of you who are so inclined. Click the Contact Us link on our website, utahoutcast.com, and we'll be in touch. If anybody's been following the the drama that Ken Ham's been up to lately with his Ark Park, because if we've done many, many, many stories on this bullshit, and the fact that he gained all this extra tax incentive money from the city and the state and everything. So anyway, Williamstown, Kentucky officials are instituting a safety fee we talked about this last time uh, mm-hmm. for the attractions yeah. in the city because they're going to use that about they were going to charge about 50 cents per ticket to Ken Ham mm-hmm. additional because he's the one that claims he gets about 1.4 million visitors a year and so they said oh great so we're going to say that how does a 700,000 sound for uh, what what money you should pay for it? that should only be 50 cents a ticket so yeah. <laughs> you the, know for for safety for yeah, making sure that buys fire trucks and police cars Fuck. for the city, and this is stuff that every business in the area would have to do, especially ones that are ticketed things like this. So the creationist said the Ark Encounter said that they should be exempt from that charge because they run a nonprofit ministry, and we've talked about this before. Like I said, up until now, the Ark Encounter has been a legally for-profit business in order to receive a number of tax incentives from the city. That's why the officials in Williamstown figured they could ask them to pay up for the money. And city leaders yeah, are now bracing they yeah. they're, they're bracing for a lawsuit from the very organization that was supposed to serve the local economy. Because uh, Ken Ham and the Ark Encounter just took a very bold step to avoid paying that 50 cent surcharge. Fucking ballsy as shit. Yeah, the Lex- yeah. Lexington Herald leaders, uh, Linda Blackford, uh, wrote in an article, the team behind the Ark Encounter recently sold the land on which the giant bow rests on for a whopping... Mm-hmm. Ten dollars. God damn it! The balls. 
Mm-hmm. Just the fucking balls on these people. The LLC sold its main parcel of land, the one with the, the giant arc on it, for $10 to their nonprofit affiliate, Crosswater Canyon. Although the property is worth about $48 million, according, according to the uh, property valuation administrator, the deed says the value is only $18.5 million. Still, a very long fucking distance away from 10 bucks. So the Ark Encounter used its for-profit status to receive all sorts of tax breaks, and the creationists told Williamstown officials that they ran a nonprofit ministry to avoid paying more taxes. And now they're basically confessing mm-hmm. that they were, they were a for-profit business this whole time because they just sold the boat to the nonprofit that oversaw it. Yeah. No, I fucking hope they get sued over this. Because that's... Fuck. Oh, fuck. That is... That's criminal right there. That's... I don't know any other way to put it. That's fucking criminal what they did. So what they're doing is um, Williamstown gave the creationists a cheap, a whole bunch of cheap land. Yeah. Tax breaks galore over the next few decades with the hope that the Ark Encounter would eventually create jobs, bring in tourists who would spend money in surrounding businesses. Right. And a lot of that was based off. A lot of that was based off information that that they provided. Yeah. That Ken and his ilk sold to people. Right. They said, look, here's here's uh, here are all the numbers for people who uh, have shown an interest, the number of people involved, the people who say they'll come to visit. Oh, one point four million, you know, as he likes to tell. Right. But we've been talking about this for so fucking long. Um, <laughs> yeah, they can- were using a, a lot of a lot of the figures they were using were based off um, the Creation Museum. But it looks like they brought, they were fabricating those numbers as well. Yeah. So what's happening, instead of doing all those wonderful things that a business should do, like a big attraction like that should do for the city around it, Ken Ham is paying them back by restricting jobs to his anti-gay creationist buddies, threatening to sue the city over the safety fee, and finding a way to possibly withhold taxes that would fund local schools. And Mayor Rick <laughs> Skinner is losing said that losing all of the Ark Encounter's property taxes would hurt the city at the county, and most of all, the schools. Because just imagine mm-hmm. how much property taxes they would get off of a parcel of land for $18.5 million. So Skinner said that he is disappointed on how much the town's relationship with ARC officials has, quote-unquote, deteriorated. But he said he would wait to comment further until Tuesday's meeting. And guess what? It's past Tuesday. <laughs> it's past Tuesday, and your relationship was never that good to begin with. So Dan it Errol... based off lies. Dan Errol, the guy that broke the a lot of the news about the Ark Park, um, has told uh, he put it up on his website saying that it's not a secret that Ken Ham doesn't understand numbers, but he is hell bent on proving this by screwing himself out of a potential eighteen million dollars in tax rebates to save seven hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like we we said, there the Crosswater Canyon <laughs> bought it for ten bucks, and um, there's a letter that was sent to the Ark Encounter attorneys, and this said, it has come to our attention that your client, Ark Encounter LLC, is in breach of its tourism development agreement with the Commonwealth. And on July 10th, 2017, the Tourism Arts and Heritage Cabinet became aware of a claim uh, transferring the deed to the Ark Project land with all of the privileges and appurtenances to the same from Ark Encounter to a, which is a for-profit company, to Crosswater Canyon. I already said that. We believe that your client is aware that they may not be eligible for state tax incentives if the ARC project is owned by a nonprofit legal entity. Answers in Genesis, the parent company of Crosswater Canyon and ARC Encounter, clearly states on its website the for-profit LLC structure 
also allows the Ark Encounter to be eligible for blah, 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 blah. It's trying to say, like, look, if you're going to sell the land to a church and we're not going to get our property taxes and shit, say goodbye to that $18 million in sales tax breaks we were going to give you. Yeah. As, as well it should. And so what it comes, what it boils down to here is that there's only one explanation, as Dan puts it here, as to why Ham would knowingly do this. Ark Encounter sales numbers would have to be so low that he knows that he would make less than the 700000 he is trying to save <laughs> by becoming a non-profit park. The $18 million <laughs> rebate is based on sales tax collected at the park. If the park is reimbursed at that tax, is collected up to $18 million. So if they projected that over the next few years, their rebate would still be less than seven hundred thousand. They would have to. They would have felt the nonprofit move would make more sense. So what he's trying to say is like they realized they weren't going to make eighteen dollars, eighteen million dollars in sales tax like breaks. So they're they're planning on taking the hit at. Uh, they weren't going to take the seven hundred thousand dollar hit because they weren't going to be selling enough to actually come up with that. Yeah, because nobody wants to go see an arc. Nobody. Especially a dry dock one. If it were maybe floating on the water and it were like a floating arc, maybe that'd be something. And you had like live animals <clears throat> in it and, you know, doing that yeah. kind of thing. And... No, no, it's fucking, no. they've got an animatronic fucking dinosaur. <laughs> they have an animatronic dinosaur. And dioramas. <laughs> oh, man. So the. I think that the state and the city should be in the process of renewing, uh, reviewing all of their benefits handed to them when the park was sold to them as a tourism venture, mm -hmm. because, you know, they said that it was going to benefit the community, which is now not the case. It's not going to be benefiting them at all. So they should be looking at, okay, what money can we recoup from this? Because they're going to fuck. They've already fucked us out of our land. Yeah. And now they're going to fuck us out of anything future tax income wise. So it's mm -hmm. just. That seems like complete bullshit for a person, for someone. They, yeah, to, that's what they do. They got they this cheap land. Of money. They got cheap land. And then they like, instead of, you know, being honest about it, they're like, well, we're just going to transfer this over to somebody's $10. So I hope somebody gets some jail time over this. Ken Ham needs to go to fucking prison. Yeah, he Maybe does. that's why he's hanging out in Australia so much, trying to avoid all this shit. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Go back to Australia. All right, well, that does it for this episode. If you haven't already, subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the shows that we put out each week. Before I go, I have to give the biggest thanks to all the amazing patrons who support us each month. And in no particular order, we have Michael Stevens, Marissa Alexa McCool, and her fabulous, snarky, publishy stuff, Adam Hatch, The Godless Revolution, Jeff Lenville, Mike Bowman, Darcy Bowman, Rosabelle Howden, Jeff Peterson, and our most giving of fans, Stephen Andrus and Angelica Pearson. All of your support does wonders for putting the show together, and I can't thank you enough for your generosity. If you don't have the means to share money with the show, please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you, especially if you think if we deserve a five-star review on whatever device you catch us on. And with that, it's time for us to bring episode 111 to a close. And remember, everyone, you're welcome.
<laughs> we have breaking news. Like literally, oh, we're finishing the show tonight, and Ken Ham has posted some shit to Facebook about explaining why he's so upset about everything. Anyway, he said media and bloggers are out of control regarding the art. You may have read reports and blogs that have misrepresented and or lied about AIG's dealings with local officials who have imposed a new city tax that places almost the entire tax burden on our ministry. Sir, you're the no. only you're the only ticketed thing in that city. That's why they are imposing that onto you because you are the giant fucking attraction that they bet the farm on. Here is what we are sharing with the media when they ask us about the matter. Because the new ordinance passed by the city of Williamstown essentially singled out the Ark Encounter to shoulder nearly all the burden for additional safety services that will benefit the entire community and not just the Ark, you don't get um, to pay into things just to benefit you. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's not how tax burden works. That's that's not the fuck is wrong with you Aussie <laughs> prick it says here oh this this is actually coming from uh Mark Loy the CCO of of the the answers in Genesis says uh because the new ordinance oh wait we already said that part uh and he also says and because the ordinance is wording concerning exemptions to the safety fee we needed to keep our options open to protect the organization for the future we have always said we want to pay our fair share for safety services, and we believe that we had made a highly reasonable counterproposal to the city council. It has always been our desire to be a partner in helping grow the economy of a community that welcomed us so kindly. We are saddened that the city council did not extend the courtesy of discussing this ordinance with us further before passing it and taking it public, which was not willing to negotiate it further. We are thankful that even with over a million art guests who have already come to Williamstown in just over a year, over a million in just over a year. That says to me that's less than not 1.4 million. That <laughs> many. That's not that many. A number of calls from the Ark Encounter for emergency services be has been quite small for now. But, yeah. Because uh, it doesn't it doesn't does that doesn't matter. Oh. And so Hemet here goes into dissecting it a bit. He says the number of calls, he's like, that's nice, but that's irrelevant. If people are coming to Williamstown these days, it's inevitably to visit the Ark. If there are health scares in Williamstown, they're more likely to happen to people who are visiting the Ark. So even if it hasn't happened very often so far, the city needs to be ready to act in case emergency situations arise. Man, I, I can't believe that they're doubling down on this shit. You did wrong. Because you don't want to admit that your your park's not doing as well as it is. My God, these these people are just so fucking full of it. I I don't I I don't get it either. I just don't. It, I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because these are the people who thought building a giant ark would be a tourist attraction. That's that's a fucking roadside attraction at best. Mm. Even with zip lines and the petting zoo, and just like that, uh, most of those are roadside attractions usually. So yeah, it's shit that you stop at that doesn't really cost you anything. So Ken Ham and his team didn't want to pay that that seven hundred thousand dollars coming from the Ark Encounter, 
So they tried mm-hmm. to cap their donations at 350000 then 500000 and then nothing at all. That's when they pulled that $10 fucking non-profit company yeah. the old prank that happened. Mm-hmm. And yeah. w- which is funny no, because they're... the city can rewrite the rules in that city to say that nonprofits also have to contribute the safety fee. So, mm-hmm. which is something I hope they do. I hope they change shit around. That'd be great. Man, it's just yeah. the balls on these people to think that they can just get away with this shit. And, and there's, they're going to walk away with it unless people in Williamstown go, hey, yeah, hold their fucking feet to the fire. These people are ripping us off. Right. It's it. not. <laughs> they built a fucking theme park that they're trying to build a fucking theme park that has nothing to do with ministry or the church, anything. It is a fucking theme park. Yeah, it has nothing to do with God. It's your God-based encounter with Mm -hmm. with an ark. Oh, look, it's a big wooden structure. Cool. (laughs) See that anywhere. All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future, and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.